All right, welcome to another exciting episode of the Start Down Podcast. I am your host, Mike Vicara. Excited to be here with not a special guest today. <laughs> not that I'm not excited about that. You know I love our guest. Uh, you know that I love having our guest down, but this is a solo episode. Uh, it's one of those things, you know, transparency moment. I've been recording so many podcasts, and I actually got really, really far ahead, and I'm like, man, I've got all these podcasts in the bank. Um, I don't need to schedule any more interviews. Uh, and then my social media manager was like, hey, uh, where's your next podcast? And I was like, whoa, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have one. And I had booked a couple guests, but it was last minute, so they ended up canceling. So doing a solo episode, and probably due for one anyway. Uh, so that's okay, and, I, and I'm okay with that. But it's funny, and it, and it reminded me of something I wanted to talk about. And, you know, I recently did a Forget About It Friday, and I talked about poker, and I talked about bluffing, and how in playing poker uh, was something I did as a kid a lot. And it was one of those things where, uh, kind of an Italian tradition, if you will, uh, after dinner, you know, we'd have dinner, and then we'd usually have, like, fruit, nuts, and then before dessert, we'd play cards for about an hour, hour and a half, sometimes even two hours, just depending on how much fun everyone was having or who was winning, (laughs) actually. Uh, My grandfather was winning. We always seemed to play a little bit longer. But we'd play poker, and not Texas Hold'em. Uh, like, you know, a lot of people I know play nowadays, we play, you know, different seven card games and I was a young kid. So I had to learn a lot of this. I mean, I, I think I started playing as young as 10 at the table and it wasn't high stakes or anything, you know, quarter nickel dime, you know, we, you know, bet and it'd be fun. And I think the adults always gave me money even when I was a kid, but I learned a lot from poker, you know, how to play poker first of all in the game and the mathematics behind it and all that stuff. And then you learn, you know, how to bluff. And I talked about bluffing a little bit on forget about it Friday that, you know, bluffing, not lying is sometimes something we have to do. And Sometimes, though, and, and I didn't really talk about this on the Forget About It Friday, but I kind of want to expand it on it here on the podcast, is sometimes you do got to say forget about it, and you got to bluff a little bit. Um, but bluffing could have two consequences, right? It could kind of get you to where you need to be, and maybe we could define bluffing as fake it till you make it. Maybe we could define bluffing as uh, pretending to be something you're not or, or over-padding it because you know it's where you should be or speaking it into existence, right? We could look at bluffing as a lot of ways. And then another way we could look at bluffing is just straight lying, right? You know, even playing poker. Uh, if somebody bluffs, it's a part of the game. It's actually one of the skills of the game in poker is bluffing. Uh, but if somebody thinks they're going to win and you bluffed and you end up winning and they see you bluff, they get really mad, you know, usually because money's involved, right? People get mad when money's involved. Uh, but, you know, people get really upset, but it's actually a rule. It's part of the game. It's allowed to be done. Uh, but bluffing could have a lot of different consequences, both positive and negative. And it reminded me of a story once where, uh, and it kind of made me question, how do we bluff ourselves, Right. How do we bluff ourselves and, and and do we play in this poker game of life when it's just you and there's no one else around uh, and there's no one else there and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm going to bluff myself. Hey, I could get this done tomorrow. I'm going to wake up early and, and conquer this or uh, I'm going to eat this today, but I'm going to go on a work, walk tomorrow and work it off. Uh, how many times do we bluff ourselves or even in our business? You know, all right, I'm going to make that phone call tomorrow. I'm going to put together a PowerPoint deck first and then I'm going to go after that lead. How often do we bluff ourselves and do we bluff what we should be doing uh, instead of going after it. And how often does it work out, right? And sometimes, like I said, maybe bluffing works. Sometimes that bluffing is speaking into existence or affirmation or we negotiate with ourselves. And sometimes it doesn't. Reminding me of a particular story that's really stuck with me my entire life of kind of bluffing myself. And I've talked about this on the podcast. You can read it in my book, Like Sucks on a Rooster. Um, I was never a good student. Uh, you know, elementary school all the way through college, uh, I think only when I got my master's degree did I really buckle down because it was something I loved and the education process was a little different. But for the most part, I never really was someone that was very into school or education. And that being said, part of it, I think, you know, we could blame the educational system. I could say, well, the educational system wasn't set up for my style of learning, but really it was probably 
60% my ability where I just wasn't good academically. And then I'd probably say 30% uh, me not putting the effort in because of that. I probably could have been successful if I would have put the extra effort in. And then 10%, maybe the school system wasn't set up for success. And I think this example is probably one of those examples where, you know, school wasn't set up for success. And it was my last year of college. And college for me was a journey. I mean, I started a community college here at Broward Community College, uh, got my AA, kind of did that okay, but went up to UCF and just really did not do well, struggled for a myriad of reasons. Like I said, most of them self-imposed, a little bit of bluffing to myself. Um, and, you know, ended up failing out, took a year off. And then I went and I finished up at FAU. And while I was finishing up at FAU, a lot of you may have heard this story before, I ended up getting a job substitute teaching at a high school. And I absolutely loved it. Fell in love with education. I really wanted to finish my degree. Uh, and I decided to finish my degree in psychology so that this way I could teach um, and, and become a teacher and teach psychology. And then I was also kind of the media specialist and did some technology stuff and ran retreats. So I did all these different things in the school. So... You know, went to my counselor, what classes do I need to take? And we kind of put together, I think it was probably like a year and a half plan for me to finish up. So finished up. And as I was finishing up, I was in my last semester. Uh, the principal at my school, I actually ended up graduating in December, but the principal at the school right around, I think it was uh, September, October, said, listen, I'm going to have a full-time position open for you here at the school starting in January. And I want to offer you a contract contingent on you finishing your degree and getting your bachelor's. Great, no problem. Sign, sign the papers. And I was taking all the classes. And one of the classes I was taking... Uh, it was human anatomy and physiology. Now, did I really need human anatomy and physiology? Not really. I was going to be a media specialist. I was going to be teaching psychology. It really wasn't that important of a class. So I ended up taking it as an online class. And remember what I said about bluffing myself? Oh, great. I'm a technology guy. And this is, listen, this is also not, this is like early online education. This is 2004. So we're not talking the online classes of the day. It wasn't as um, robust with videos and interactive activities and all this. This was basically an online class where you went on, you had to read the materials yourself, a little bit of study aids. I can't even remember if there was videos in there or anything like that. And, you know, uh, we had to go through the course. Probably wondering if you're watching this, I'm pointing to a, a book here on my desk. I've actually kept this uh, binder that I made when I took the course for a myriad of reasons. So I took this online course thinking it would be one of the easiest things I've ever done because, man, it's an online course. How hard could it be? And once again, we go back to the bluffing. I really don't think I put as much effort into the class as I should have. I put effort in, but I don't think I put as much as I should have. And because it was an online course, the exam was later in the year. So I actually did well in all my other classes. This was the only class I needed to finish. But college graduation was the, basically, I think it was like a, a two or three days before this exam took place. So because I had the exam, they let me walk and the graduation still. They, they said, oh, no, you'll be fine. You just had that one course. You could still walk at graduation. So I walked in my college graduation cap and gown, you know, pomp and circumstance, my parents, my grandparents, everybody there to celebrate my college graduation. We went out afterwards. We had a nice dinner. Everyone congratulated me. You did it. You know, we, you know, who would have thought after this long journey it actually took me five years to finish college. Um, and then, you know, everyone was excited. I had a job lined up. I mean, it was just all the things in my life where I had been set up for failure, uh, which finally looked like, man, I finally figured it out. I thought I finally had like success figured out. So taking all that for granted and kind of living out this high, probably didn't prepare for the exam as much as I should have, to be completely honest with you. Once again, kind of bluffed myself. I got this. I'm good. I got a job. I got everything I need. I'm ready to go. I kind of bluffed my way through the process. And with the online class, you actually had to go into a, a sort of proctored room. You go in any time you want, and you took the exam there, and then you did it. So I went on the, the, I think it was the last day they allowed you to take the exam. I went, I took the exam, and, you know went home and then two days later I see my grade come up and I actually failed the exam. I failed the exam 
of my last college course. Fuck. I was looking at it. I remember looking at the grade online. Fuck. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And not only did I fail the exam, because I failed the exam, I ended up failing the class. And I'm like, here I am. This is December. I think it was even like a week before Christmas. I was supposed to start this job January 3rd or 4th. I mean, I was, you know, I was, I was ready to go. I was ready to move into the next phase of my life. And I saved this binder for this reason. So I went and, you know, in the binder, obviously, you know, you can see here that if you're watching this, the professors, I got her picture in here and her email and everything. And you see, I printed everything out. Not a lot of markings, not a lot of notes, but I did print everything out. So I emailed the professor and I said, listen, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't bluff, actually. This is a point where I didn't bluff at all now. I'm like, you know what? Let me not bluff. Let me show my cards. Let me lay my cards on the table. And I emailed the professor and I said, hey, full transparency, um, you know, probably didn't prepare for the exam as good as I could. Uh, she also laid out a lot of opportunities for extra credit and things like that. And I was like, hey, you know, um, I just didn't prepare as much as I should. I'm really sorry. I ended up failing the course, but here's a predicament I'm in. This is the last course I need to graduate. Um, I'm, you know, I already accepted a job, uh, as a media specialist and a psychology teacher at a, at a school. And I'm nervous that, you know, I'm not going to lose the job now because, you know, I failed this course. Is there anything I could do? You know, is there any way you could help me out? And, you know, the funny thing is, I think it ended up, I, I 99% sure I should have printed out the email. I didn't have it, but, um, I had an F in the class and she emailed me back probably not even 15 minutes later and said, listen, you know, I understand how that is. Um, I appreciate your honesty and transparency. I'm going to go ahead and bump your grade up to a C and this way you can go ahead and start your job. Good luck. But just remember this moment, you know, when you're an educator, if anyone ever needs a break or anyone ever needs anything, um, that your understanding of your students and your understanding of their needs and that you're there for the kids, because sometimes, you know, things just don't work out for people, but they need that help and they need that guidance. And it really, I mean, first of all, I got saved. I mean, you talk about saved. Whoa. <laughs> you know, I mean, like how often does that happen? And, you know, we talked about bluffing and the forget about it Friday. And sometimes you have to do that. But there's also something to say about transparency and honesty. There's also something to say about, you know, that forget about it moment of putting your cards on the table. Forget about it. I'm going to tell you the truth. Forget about it. I'm going to give you everything I have. Forget about it. I'm going to tell you what's really going on. And how often do we do that in our marriages? How often do we do that in our jobs? How often do we do that uh, with our family or with our friends? And we're just honest, right? How many times are we bluffing when really we should just be saying forget about it? And we should be putting the truth out on the table. And yes, it worked out this time. And you know what? There's probably a whole debate to be had on this of was that right of her to do? Was it right not of her to do? Should have I been held accountable? Shouldn't I have been held accountable? Um, you know, we talk a lot today about entitlement and things like that. I know a friend of mine is a college professor now, and she always posts on Facebook her emails from her students asking for forgiveness and, and this manipulation of of sort of like, hey, I had this happen and I had that bad thing happen and all this. And listen, in, in the times in college when I didn't do well, um, I failed one class in UCF. The professor couldn't get the, and this is how bad I did at UCF, the professor couldn't get the copy machine to make the copies for the final. So he gave everyone an A and I still failed the class. <laughs> so, um, you know, I went up to him and said, is there anything you could do? He's like, no, you know, and I'm like, well, you know. Um, so it, it doesn't always work. You know, let's be honest about that. And you're not always entitled to it as well. Just because you're honest and put your cards on the table, sometimes it's going to end up in consequences, right? Um, you look at people that confess to crimes and, and, and murders and things like that. Do they get some leniency? Yes, but there's still a punishment. There's still a sentencing. There's still things that need to go on. So just because we admit that things happen and just because we do put our cards on the table doesn't mean that there's always going to be a good result, but it does mean that there's transparency and honesty and trust. And sometimes that's just freeing for you, right? Sometimes that forget about it moment has to be about you saying to yourself, forget about it. Sometimes it has to be you telling you, hey, forget about it. 
I need to let this go and I need to move on. So a forget about it moment, it always isn't about blowing something off or, or putting something down. Sometimes it's just about being honest with yourself. And I mean, how often do we do that? How often are we honest with ourselves? How often do we say, forget about it. I'm going to stop bullshitting myself uh, and I'm going to be honest and put things down. Like I said, I got I got a break here. I got lucky. And, and I've kept this notebook in every office I've worked in, every classroom I've taught in, um, anywhere I've ever been. I've always taken it with me because I want it to be that reminder of, hey, you got lucky, number one. I, I don't do it. Very, that's the first thing. Hey, you got lucky, right? You got lucky and someone gave you a chance. You didn't earn it. You didn't, you, nothing else. You didn't write a great email that convinced her. It wasn't a, a great form of negotiation. You fucking got lucky. The second reason is to remind myself, though, when I'm in the leadership position, whether it's teaching or, or working with my team or whatever it may be, to also have compassion and forgiveness for your team, right? And have for you know compassion and forgiveness for the people you work with and the things you do. And that's a hard thing to do, right? Because compassion and forgiveness also has a cap, though, right? Because I'm sure if for some reason, if she maybe got 10 emails that day from 10 students, she may not have been as lenient and forgiving. But for some reason, when she got that one email from me, maybe I was the only one to send it. She was a little more forgiving. Same is true in your business, though. You have to understand, too, as a leader, it is okay to be forgiving. But sometimes people will take that forgiveness to make the same mistakes over and over again. And, and you can't do that. And I think you as a leader, too, and, and us as individuals, we also can't take, hey, I got away with it this time, right? Um you know, it's like it's like dieting, right? Well, I ate the cookie and I and I got on the scale the next morning. I didn't gain a pound, so it's okay to have the cookie to, to tomorrow. And it's okay to have the cookie the next day and the next day. Well, no, it's the compound effect of these things, and that's really the important thing to remember. That's the forget about it moment of um, not always compounding these things, but learning from it and letting this not be just the thing that hey, I got it and I could keep moving forward, but I got it, but and let me change the direction. And in full transparency, did I do that after I got this? No, there's still some areas where. I maybe struggled and I was lazy and I needed to catch things up. But um, when I went into my job and I got my, my first job teaching and did all these different things, there were some hard lessons learned there, but I always defaulted back to this and be like, you got that chance. Don't, don't screw it up. Don't, don't mess it up. Take advantage of that opportunity. So it's a good memory. It's a, it's a good memory and something that I wanted to share on the podcast and, and glad that I got to do that. So appreciate all of you who are listening. Appreciate all of you who are tuning in. I always enjoy the solo episodes. Uh, I love having guests on, but but I really appreciate this. So I'd love to know uh, wherever you're listening to this, if, you know, leave a review, provide some some feedback, some comments, DM me, social media at Mike Ficarra. If you're not following me, I'd really appreciate it. Um, shout out to, she's probably, I mean, it's 2004. She's probably retired by now. It was, it was Miss Simpson. Uh, was her name. So so shout out to her. This was at, at Broward College uh, back in 1985. So shout out to her as well. Um, and I really hope she's, or it could be Dr. Simpson. I don't probably by now. I probably don't know. But shout out to her. Uh, thank her for the forgiveness and the opportunity and allow me to go on the career path I've gone on. Um, and not to divulge into another episode, but there really are and, and I'll talk about it at some point. It's amazing the life events and the things that other people have done that have impacted my life. Uh, and I think it's important that we look at that. I think as we're coming to the close of the year here, it's important to look at like, hey, who are the people who have impacted your life? Who are the people who have made change in your life? Who are the people who have done things in your life that have really moved you uh, and, and made you feel special? So uh, once again, appreciate you tuning in. For more great episodes like this, visit thestartdown.com. For more about me, mikevacara.com. Uh, and remember, give somebody a chance today. Let somebody, you know, into the lane, whatever you're going to do, give somebody that extra opportunity. I will see you on the next episode.